Driven, ambitious and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus everything I wish my 20 year old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Marketing Nuggets podcast. So before I delve into podcasts that are channel specific, I thought it was really important to do one all on target audiences. Now, I can bet that if I do podcasts for a year, that this will be the least download podcast because it is such a skipped over step traditionally and people just want to crack on and do the channels so if you are here and listening to it good on you you get an extra brownie point from me from listening to this now when people look at their target audience they usually do the first step out of these four steps that I'm going to take you through and then they move on quickly to the next step of building the marketing plan because that's the fun bit. So I'm going to take you through these four steps so that you don't just dip out at step one and get caught out where other people have. Now, I want to say that if you take anything from this podcast today, I want you to take this. The target audience is the hero of your brand. You are not the main character. If you don't have a target audience that relates to you, that connects to you and that ultimately purchases from you, you have no brand or no business. Whatever the connection is that you need to make with them is so fundamental for the success of your business because if you have nobody purchasing, you have no business. And as you put it as simple terms like that, That is why it's such an important step in marketing because if you miss the mark with this, you miss the mark with everything because you're not connecting with anybody. Also, as marketing goes from a a much less traditional sense in the fact that mass market advertising used to be the only way that you could get your message out on billboards, on TV, on radio, on newspapers, in magazines. But now with so much more digital opportunity, That means that we can really, really connect on a level that we could not do in the past. We can find Dave in Warwickshire that is 30 to 45, that is an interest in dogs, horse racing, and he is married with one kid. We can literally speak to him. That was such a random example. Should have had a should have had a persona ready there, shouldn't I? But I didn't. But you understand what I mean that we in a digital world we can connect so far down in both demographics, geography, in people's interests, in their purchase behavior, where they've been searching before online. So Because we have been given the technology through so many digital platforms to be able to connect on that kind of level with our target audience, we need to then give it the same respect of the technical tools that we've been given as marketers to ensure that we know so clearly in our mind who we are talking to. Now, this step actually is so much easier if you are your target audience yourself. If you are that person, then you can relate to them so much easier because you're just talking to yourself and what you know. 
But if you're not, this technique that we're about to go through of how to go through these four steps of finding your target audience will be able to help you. So don't panic if you're not your target audience. So let's start. Enough of me waffling. I've been talking about what these four steps are. So let's go through the four core things that you need to find out about your audience before you go any further down the marketing road. So the first one is pretty simple. Oh, before I start this, I hope you have a piece of paper out and you can write these down as we go, because as you're writing them and if you write things down, you're more likely to action this after you've listened to this podcast. If you're walking or in a car, obviously you can't write this down, but do come back to it and write these down because it will help so much with the clarity of your messaging. So firstly, we have demographics. This is the pretty standard one and it is the stage of the step which most people do complete. And by demographics, we're talking about the age, gender, occupation, location and income of your person. Now your age, this could be somebody really, really specific. For example, if you're doing student marketing, obviously that is a really few years window of age. It could be a whole generation. It could be one and a half or two generations. Typically with brands that I've worked with, we go across one to two generations. But this can be completely different. You could be targeting people that are about to go to university and so you're literally targeting 17 to 18 year olds. So it can be as big or as little as you want, but make sure that you're not just going everybody and anyone because the more broad you go, the more danger that you have to not resonate with anybody. So the smaller your brand is and the smaller your marketing spend is, I would say to really close in on this age and find that sweet spot. Also, what I would say is write down who you think it is or who you want it to be. And then if you can run tests to be able to see if it actually is correct, that is how you're really going to see if it marries up. And you can run tests on Facebook, for example. You can run different demographics in different campaigns with the same ad copy and with the same creative and see what who it resonates with more and you can do loads of these tests if you're thinking "Mm, I think they're this person or I don't think they're this person I think they're this age I don't think they're this age what's it going to resonate more we have been given so many digital tools that we can test this so by all means go and test this If you are a super lucky brand that has lots and lots of customer data research at your fingertips, that's great. You'll be able to have all this delivered to you on a nice shiny piece of paper. But if you don't and you're not as lucky, there is definitely educated ways and guesses that you can still do this. Don't feel like just because you don't have that data, you can't give yourself educated guesses. Location. So of course, that is if you're more of a physical store or you are a local business that you have a smaller demographic. And we're actually going to do a podcast with one of my friends who is just starting a local business. And so talking to her all about how you can make this work from a small marketing point of view, such as getting listed on Google and doing all of the things that you should be doing if you are a really small business in a specific location. If you are across a whole country, then of course that you can go as big as that. So this really has no bounds. It could literally be your postcode and your 
one mile radius or it could be as big as a country or it could be global. Pretty much all platforms, you can do this targeting as big or as little as you would like. So once you've written those down, again, as I said, write down who you want it to be, but also think about testing to see if it's actually true or not. We can then move on to step two. Step two, psychographics. If you remember back to the podcast about making a marketing strategy, I go on and on about copy and how it is fundamental to your marketing plan. And it is fundamental because if you get your copy right, whatever our marketing is, it has to connect with the person. This is so important. And so if we know what our audience holds in high value, then when we're doing storytelling, when we're trying to get that connection element between us and the person, we are going to hit the nail on the head and that bond is going to enable the key to the decision making in our consumers. And this is how we will turn our business into a brand and grow that loyalty. So the more that we can understand the feelings and the motivations behind our person, the easier building out your marketing campaign and your message will be. And this is how we will turn the good old 80-20 rule relevant to our business. And I'm sure all of you know the 80-20 rule. I still remember Miss Bailey in Advertising 101 telling us all that 80% of your revenue would come from 20% of your customers. We all scoffed, rolled our eyes, said, okay, Miss Bailey, I don't think that's true. How can that be true? That just seems so skewed. But... I can safely say eight years later, Miss Bailey had certainly a point. And obviously this service or product depending, but generally speaking, the cost of acquiring a new customer is greater than returning customers. So the better you are at connecting, the higher chance you have at keeping them after they've made that purchase. Obviously you have to have a good product or service, but we're not talking about that. We're just talking about the connection element at the moment. So what are psychographics and why are these important? So this makes up what makes them them and it includes their values, hobbies, interests and opinions. And I think at this stage, it's really important to say that your target audience is going to interact with your brand at different stages in their journey. And so Given the gift of digital marketing, we can then split this out to where people are in their journey so that we're delivering the right message at the right time to the right person. So really delving into where people are in their journeys and what their values are and their hobbies and their interests makes us then be able to understand them and then we can build out campaigns based on this. Also, we are going more and more into a content-led world and the content that we should make should be for the person. So if we know what their interests are, if we know what they like to see, what entertains them, what inspires them, what connects them, then when we're building out our content plan, we will be able to do this so much easier because we'll know what they want to see. It doesn't matter what we want to see as a business if it's not what our consumers want to see. 
Because remember what I said, they are the heroes of this whole story, not us, the brand. So moving on to number three, and this does sort of go hand in hand with step two. And this is for me the most crucial step. And it's to write down right now what the three biggest problems that your product or service will fix for a consumer. And this doesn't have to be a huge life problem. It can be as simple as you're a bespoke cake making company and you solve three problems that a consumer has. They want a birthday cake, not just any birthday cake, but a totally unique made to order cake and they want it in five days. So those three things, they have an issue and you can solve all of their issues in that one way. And these will actually become your unique selling points that will be fundamental in your marketing message. And the problems that you are solving, the more basic, the better. So for example, on your website, if I was this bespoke cake baking company, I would make sure that it is really, really clear how quickly you can make cakes and the fact that you can make totally unique made-to-order cakes and what type of cakes that you can make. Because when I come to the site as a consumer, they're the things that I want to know. I don't want to know that your company was established 10 years ago and it's from your Auntie Bertha's recipes and that you are still baking them in her honor that's great that's a lovely story it's not for the immediate what problem do you solve of mine it builds a great story it is definitely there as a second storytelling element but it's not the first and foremost problem that you are going to solve for your consumer so if you haven't yet pause me now please and write these down As I said a few minutes ago, that your customers are going to be on different aspects of their journey with you. You need to write these down and you need to consider it in your problem solving element as well. For example, some people might want your product because of a negative emotion that they're having at the moment and your product fixes it. Or it could be that they're in a really positive emotion and you also fix it. So let me give you an example of a gym membership. You might go to the doctors and they tell you that you are too soon overweight and you need to lose weight and you need to get healthier. Therefore, you might join a gym, but your negative emotion is because you need to lose weight. Or you could be a marathon runner and you want to go and get six pack abs. And so you're joining the gym, but it's for a much more positive reason. And you need to consider all of that. And we will consider that at the marketing messaging stage But just be really aware that not everybody is going to come to your business because of a positive problem solving. It might be something negative, but if you have that connection that is so key, it won't necessarily matter because you understand them as the consumer. So moving on to step four, we're finally at step four. Stay with me. We're nearly done. I promise. Go and find where your audience is hanging out. And this is step four is so crucial and it's probably the most important step if you are just starting out or if you have really, really small marketing spends and you don't want to spend a dollar on the wrong thing and you want to be absolutely certain that you are in the right place to get in front of the right eyes. 
Now, this is a really easy step. As I mentioned before, if you are the niche audience yourself, you'll be able to take a pretty good educated guest on where they're hanging out, which social media channels they are, are they on Netflix, Spotify, Google, and then this can go hand in hand with your marketing spend because you know where they are. If you're not your target audience and you don't have the luxury of having data given to you, then get researching, have a look. There is some great marketing research firms out there that publish stuff like this all the time. Hootsuite does it, HubSpot does it. There'll be plenty out there where you can have a look at what the different digital trends are and the different platform trends are and who and what audiences are in what spaces. Just get digging and find as much information as you can on this. Even if you have to spend a whole afternoon in an internet hole finding out what different channels have different age groups hanging out on this. You should be able to give it a pretty educated guess depending on how far you're in the marketing world. But if not, there is definitely plenty of stuff out there. If you are a local business and you are in a particular region, this is much easier because you can just look at what is available in your area that might be really, really bespoke to you that you can tap into because it is your area. I'm going to do a whole podcast on current social demographics and where to find your audience. And whilst that will have a social media tone, that might help you too. And my biggest tip is that if you are really small business and you have hardly any budget, I would focus completely on digital marketing channels for your first year of business at least. This is because you will be able to be hyper, hyper targeted and you will be able to get results quickly on what is working and what is not working. And if you are unsure of who your target audience is, but you have a pretty good idea, you will be able to run tests on these different digital platforms to see what resonates and what doesn't resonate. And just as you can test different marketing creatives and different copy, you can also test different audiences. So do not be afraid to test, 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 and don't just presume that you know your audience because you might be very surprised. And there you have it. They are my four steps all packaged together that will help you moving forward. Now, I hope you've written out all of these steps. Something that really helps me is making them into a person. So now I have my four steps. I can then write them into a person as if they were alive, as if they have these values and these feelings and what's important to them. And it can really just help you as a marketer develop them and their personality even more because then when you're writing your marketing copy, you know who you are marketing it to. Especially if you are not your niche audience yourself, it might be quite difficult to write the campaigns around this person but if you have a real clear vision in your head of who they are or if you've written all of it down and you know somebody that is pretty similar to that then you can focus on them as you're writing things out and it just helps the clarity so much more. Then we can pull together a plan and be able to create content that is engaging, emotive and connects with our audience on the platform's where they are to not only create awareness, but because you've done your research and you know how to talk to them, 
then they won't even mind being targeted by your content because they are relevant for them and that will give you a higher engagement rate and hopefully, therefore, a higher conversion rate. See how it all starts tying together, but it all stems from your target audience. And there you have it. You have made it through the Target Audience Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.